And welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Huff uh, talking to you. And with me in studio today is the president of CTT Communications. He has been the voice of Northwood Athletics for the last four or five seasons, give or take. You can hear his voice on Froggy 102.7, Michiana News Channel Nation, Michiana News Channel 95.3, all the federated media channels, they're all in there. Uh, It's one big happy family. He works with the Michiana Promotions doing the Northwood content with Ron Bedward. This is Craig Wallen. Did I say that right? You did. Waylon, Wallen, I'm sure you get both. Yeah. yeah, I think it's always been Wallen, I just have never... That's yeah, right. You I don't got think I've ever right, had to actually say it out loud to you in person. <laughs> so I just, there you go. I should well, have probably it, asked that before. Is it Ho or Huff? Huff. Yeah, huff. Yeah. It is Huff. Yeah. Someone said, they said Hugh last week at Hugh, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. I just ignored it. I was like, I don't care. Um, Craig, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, Austin. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm sorry we gave you the coldest room in Indiana to do this podcast <laughs> in. Our heater is like not working. So, um, and it's not warm enough outside yet to where this room could be like room temperature. So I apologize. If you hear um, teeth clattering, chattering, whatever, um, yeah, that's that's because of that. No, this is comfortable. <laughs> yeah, as, as he's as he's shaking over there. Um, we have. You know, as the voice of Northwood, I'm guessing you had an interesting weekend, fun weekend. It was a lot of fun. And we saw you down at Indianapolis as well. And it's always fun to go there. I've worked that venue for many, many years and it never grows old. It's so fun, especially when you have some school like Northwood doing so well and following the boys there. It was a blast. Yeah. In case you, for some reason, don't follow the Goshen News other than this podcast, and have no idea what we're talking about. The Northwood boys basketball team is Class 3A state champions. They defeated Garen Catholic this past Saturday, 66-63 to in overtime. The first boys basketball state game to go to overtime since 2015. Uh, fun fact, first 3A game to go to overtime since 2013. So it's been a decade since the 3A game went extra time. Um, it didn't seem like it was going to go extra time for the first 26 minutes or so of the game, Northwood was in control the whole way. Um, Garen made a furious comeback down 11 with six minutes to go. They rallied all the way back, forced overtime. Northwood had a shot at the at the end of regulation. Brenner, Kate Brenner, tough layup in the lane. Um, looked like it might be some contact, but it was probably a good no call overall. I would say, I mean, just looking back at it now, we went to overtime. Northwood built another big lead in overtime, seven points with 56 seconds left. And then Garen Catholic had one big push in them again. Uh, got it within two, forced a turnover with 20 seconds left. Timeout with 11 seconds, drama, and the Northwood defense stepped up, made a big play, forced a turnover with two seconds left. Brenner gets fouled, makes one free throw. A desperation heave does not go in, although it was on line. The Garen mm-hmm. Catholic last shot was yeah. online. There was about a nervous half second there, I think, from a lot yeah. of people. Um, but it did not go. And the Panthers are state champions for the first time in program history. Mm-hmm. Craig, what was your opinion of that game? Because holy cow, <laughs> that was a barn burner at the end. That They they made it a lot of fun when it was looking like it wasn't going to be fun there for mm-hmm. the first 26 minutes. 
we got out to such a big lead and you know Cade Brenner was the star of the first half for the Panthers he had 23 first half points it was unbelievable he couldn't yeah, miss couldn't miss and you know the thing Austin about him is I, I've been saying this for quite a while I think he's been playing his, his best basketball uh, in the last two or three months he just has gotten better and better and when the game is on the line you want the ball in his hands you know he did a great job but you knew in the back of your mind that this game was not going to end up a 10 or 20 point game and uh, it went right down to the wire yeah um it was i you know so northwood went up 10 nothing right away and it was like whoa like getting regional flashbacks kind of how they just manhandled lake station that night right um yep it was 18 to 4 in the with literally 0.3 seconds left to go in the first quarter, it was 18 to four. <laughs> Garen got an and one play to make it 18 seven going into the second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was always hovering around like six to 11 points, the lead for Northwood. They never were able to get it to 15, 18, 20 to like really put the game away. And it was always just close enough to where if Garen like got on a little bit of a roll, they could do what they did, and they did, and it was, you know, craziness. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So you know, the thing about Northwood is they were able to uh, really stand tall and strong when they needed to be, and you knew Garen was going to make a run. And when they made a run at us, and they even got up by a point early in that overtime right, period, their only lead. Right. Yep. Uh, we were still able to 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 be able to flex with the situation and not fold and that was uh, a credit to the coaching staff Aaron Wolf does such a masterful job his uh, you know experienced coaches and the senior leadership I think again that was one of the things that I noticed and I wondered about that early uh, I believe they had seniors and sophomores in that Garen starting lineup and they had one uh, one, one senior one senior. juniors and sophomores were the most of the that's rest right. Of the they team. were right. they were younger. Young, they right. they were younger. You know where we have, you know, four seniors in our starting lineup. They only had one. I I bet I was just thinking in the back of my mind that would probably factor into this game a little bit. And I think down the stretch run, the experience of Northwood really showed. Yeah, you saw big plays, and even from guys like sophomore Tyler Rush. He it's kind of hard to have a quiet fourteen point, thirteen rebound, five blocks game but he kind of did because he just kind of consistently was solid for Northwood the whole night and he made big plays mm-hmm. he actually had the go-ahead I think he had the go-ahead bucket in the overtime to put him up 54-53 and then Ethan Wolf hit a three in the corner and make it a four-point game and that's what kind of gave the breathing room just enough to like have a little flexibility and freedom obviously Garen came back and made it crazy down the stretch but um it just seemed like almost everyone had a big moment. You know, bon, even Bontrager, he only had two points, but they came in the overtime on a layup that put him up eight with like a minute, and that was probably the moment everyone in the arena was thinking, okay, Northwood's got this. Like, they're going to win this game. Garen, of course, had other <laughs> other thoughts. Yeah. They almost, almost, almost changed. Uh, you know, came back to win. But. And then uh, Ethan Wolf's big three, too. Right, right, you know, he, right. He so, came up big when he had to. It seemed like everyone, like Ian Ian Rosh had a really nice stretch in the third quarter where he, you know, got down to eight, and you're like, okay, like, is Garen going to make a run at this? Ian comes down, makes a layup, 
gets a rebound, makes two free throws, boom, you know, 12 point lead again, just like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. they did, everyone did a little bit of everything, you know, to kind of keep them afloat. And then obviously, like, you know, they held on at the end. I, I thought it was um, pretty cool that on the last offensive play of the game, four of the five players all had a key moment in that stretch where, you know, it was, I believe, um, I wrote it in my story. So it's, I'm going to, pardon the dramatic pause, but I'm going to pull this up. <laughs> I have the story open. I just need to get to the end of the sure. story. Well, you, um, you know, to that point, though, really, at any point in the season, you take any one of those starting five guys out of the lineup. You take JJ, the first guy off the bench, out of the lineup. And this team probably isn't where it is today. You right. know, they all played together. They all had their moment in the sun when it came right down to it. Yeah. So with the in the final, the pretty much the final play of the game, um, Tyson or Tyson Tyler. Sorry, I was looking at Bryson and I said Tyson. So <laughs> Tyler Rosh was the guy immediately defending when the ball came in, got passed to another guy, and Brenner was there to defend that kid, and then um, Ian Rosh got the next guy basically like they try to pass to find an open guy and it was like Tyler Rush made the first stop Brennan made the second stop Ian made the third stop and Bontrager was in the way to deflect kind of get in the passing lane when they turned the ball over at that point so you had four of the five yep making very important individual defensive uh, plays Um, and that that summed up the whole team pretty much all year was they were incredible on defense best defense in the state and the individual talent of defense for the team it was incredible. I think Ian is the best of the five, but Cade and Tyler, I mean, Tyler blocks every shot that gets close to him, right? And Bron Traeger's really good, and even Ethan Wolf is a solid defender too. So, like, it was just kind of cool to see that all four, four of the five, I should say, made big individual defensive efforts in that moment to prevent Garen from tying or taking the lead. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was amazing. And when we listened back to the pregame show, we had an extended pregame yeah. show. We had like 45, 50 minutes. Of, I know. So many, Ron Bedward was running <laughs> around doing all these interviews oh, on yeah. Monday. Yeah, but it was, but great. it was cool to hear the players talk about chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they developed that chemistry over the years. But in the summer, they go to the Wisconsin Dells and they hang out together at the water park there. <laughs> and you can tell these guys love each other like brothers. And they don't care who gets the credit because they know when no one gets the credit, everybody wins. And so it's kind of that way with that team. And it was always someone different, it seemed like, except for maybe Cade. Cade was always your top <laughs> yeah. top score, it seemed like, every game. But right. uh, every game it would be Bontrager doing something or J.J. off the bench doing something or uh, Wolfie, you know, with his three points. Uh, it's just the... Roush brothers. I mean, it was just an incredible team. Yeah, obviously, you know, Ian won the Mental Attitude Award, which pretty easy pick, I think. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of great seniors on this Northwood team, uh, but it felt like Ian was kind of the one that maybe stood out the rest in terms of winning that Mental Attitude Award. Obviously, everything that this family has gone through in the last couple years with the passing of their mother, Pauline, and, um, you know, the high-character kids – label gets thrown out a lot and ian is a high character kid you're gonna find not gonna find many 18 year olds you know better than him in that regard yeah well deserving and i just 
I knew deep down inside, you know, he would be the guy. Um, and what a what a night for him. What a year. I uh, just love that family. And what, like you say, Austin, what they've been through is just uh, something you'd never want to even think about. But um, they battled through and now a championship and trust reward. Not too bad. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, I also wanted to ask you one, just one question, because you've been able to share the headset with Dan Gunn mm-hmm. the last couple of years, who, of course, was the coach at Northwood before Aaron took over. He, yeah. um, you know, one of the best coaches in Northwood history, um, regardless of sport. Obviously, there's a lot of great Northwood coaches to come through, but Dan Gunn's on the list. Uh, what was getting to share that moment like Saturday night? I'm sure Dan was thrilled uh, when that final horn sounded in overtime and the Panthers were state champs. He was a mess the whole game. <laughs> I mean, he was very emotional. He was very emotional. He was at the point of tears a few times, and you just knew how much it meant to him. Uh, just to be a part of the program down through the years and then to be able to witness something that hasn't happened, you know, since day one at the school. Uh, He felt like he was part of it, but at the same time, he wanted to not be in the middle of it. And just, uh, you know, after the game, he and his wife uh, headed to Florida for a family vacation. So, he, you know, he's long gone. He's out of here. He's in the sunshine, <laughs> sunshine, sunshine state. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was it was just great working with Dan and he's a pro. Everybody loves him. Yeah, he has been awesome um, to talk to. And obviously Ron, too, as well. I mean, you guys have been a great crew the last four or five years. And I've been very fortunate to, you know, obviously see you in a lot of games. So. You guys are always pros, pros. Well, so thank you. We appreciate, I appreciate always seeing you guys. And um, yeah, so that is Winter Sports 2022-23 for the Goshen News coverage area. And holy cow, what a winner it was! Um, you had obviously Northwood boys capping it off here with the state title, but you know Fairfield girls basketball won state championship. Mm-hmm. Bethany Christian girls basketball went to state. You had Concord and Wawasee girls swimming, both go top 10 in the state meet. Um, You had Lucas Bird from Elkhart almost win an individual state championship at the boys swimming, went second place. And I think he got third place in the other event he was in. He was incredible this year, going to Indiana University uh, for college swimming. So that's pretty good, I would say, Big Ten. Um, You had, we had about 10 wrestlers, 11 wrestlers qualify for the state wrestling meet. Multiple ones get through to the, you know, placing rounds on the Saturday. Um, truly just incredible. I mean, in my, my five years here, we had never had, you know, more than two sectional champions for girls basketball and boys basketball. This year we got three in each. Northridge girls also won sectional, and then Bethany Christian boys and Westview boys also won sectional titles. So we had three teams playing regional weekend, which we've never had before. Um, and two state champions in the same, I mean, the only other year, if I, if I, or season, like specific season that I can remember that happening in Elkhart County was 2005 when Jimtown and Northwood football both won state championships. So this is like something that doesn't happen ever, ever, you know, for our County, Mm -hmm. um, Getting the, the two girls teams in the same year was a first. Two winners now, the girls, Fairfield girls and the Northwood boys. And um, I wrote about this on Sunday column, but the parallels between the Fairfield and Northwood wins are crazy. They were both 28-2, and two, both number one in defense in the state. Both had the Mental Attitude Award winner, like pretty convincing, right? 
Um, they both had postseason heartbreak the last two seasons, and it felt like this was going to be the year if they were going to break through, right, with the seniors, Kate mm-hmm. Brenner, right. Ian Rosh, um, on the guy set for Northwood, and then Bria Garber, Bailey Willard, Gothrop, Geiger for Fairfield. Like, it was like the championship window, for lack of a better term, right, air quotes, like, was going to be it this year. This was a third year of a three-year window for these teams, and they both put it together and won the state championship. And uh, they also can now share that they both have the um, IBCA District 1 Coaches of the Year because Brody Garber was named the girls' coach Monday, and Aaron Wolf was just named the boys' coach of the year Tuesday for District 1, Indiana Indiana Basketball Coaches Association District 1 Coaches of the Year. So yeah, now they can cool. share that, too. i got to update the column, I think. <laughs> it already ran in print, but we got to update that now because that's another similar, similarity. And uh, two just two great teams and two, like, genuinely, like, good people teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like, high character goes back to yeah. the high character thing. Yeah. All of the Northwood kids, you never really hear anything, you know, going on with them. The Fairfield players were all great Great role models for the younger kids. Great representations for their communities. Um, just a truly awesome, awesome winter sports season for us. Uh, once in a generation kind of a team for sure uh, on both Fairfield and Northwood side. Uh, fun to watch too. Yeah. Entertainment. You know, it's it's all about local entertainment. I tell Ron that all the time. You know, first and foremost, this is entertaining. Uh, but then all the backstories that you hear about the players and the team chemistry and just the way they carry themselves just a special year yeah so that is that is winter sports we will dive more into spring sports previews next week everyone goes on spring break um but i'm not mentally prepared to talk about (laughs) spring sports outwardly uh give me like a week to you know focus in on that recharge and i'll try to sound smart next week um uh Let's do the Goshen College Maple Leaf Minute with Dante Stan, and then Craig's going to come back on the other side of that. We're going to talk about another venture. He's talking about local entertainment. Finally, we think, <laughs> officially, the Elkhart County Miracle Baseball Team. Let's talk about them after the Goshen College Maple Leaf Minute. Hey, Michiana, my name's Dante, and you're listening to the Maple Leaf Minute, presented by 91.1 The Globe. Let's start on the softball diamond as the Leafs traveled down to Indy on Tuesday and fell in back-to-back games with the Marion Knights, 7-2 and 8-6. Those losses snapped a seven-game winning streak for GC, but the Leafs were able to bounce back on Friday, picking up two home wins against Grace College. The Leafs won 5-1 in the first game and 9-1 in the second, which Goshen College won in just five innings on a run rule. Baseball had a short week due to cancellations, playing just three games in total, two of them on the road this past Friday. GC fell in doubleheader fashion and couldn't get the bats to heat up in either game, losing 8-0 and 10-2. Their final game was a makeup contest Monday at home against Indiana Wesleyan. The Maple Leafs were on the wrong end of a no-hitter and were run-ruled after seven innings in their worst loss of the season yet, 19-0. Willow Canada got off to a hot start with the discus throw Saturday in the first meet of the outdoor track season at the Yellow Jacket Invitational. Her second throw was just five feet short of the NAIA B standard and three inches shy of the Goshen College School record. And finally, men's volleyball closed out their season with three matches last week. The Leafs couldn't keep up with Indiana Tech on Tuesday and lost three sets to nothing. Goshen fought on and captured a tough five-set victory over Siena Heights on Friday in front of the home crowd, winning the fifth set an extra point, 27-25. Their season ended Saturday with a win on senior night, 3-1 over Lawrence Tech. Congrats on a great season for the Maple Leafs. That does it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more GC Athletics.
All right, thank you, Dante, for that update. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on with Goshen College. Um, they actually played their Monday baseball game at Northwood High School because of the field conditions and it's spring sports seasons. You know, that's what happens. Um, and other than Northwood, there will be another baseball team also playing at Northwood High School. Look at that segue. You like that segue? Beautiful. Look at that. I was, uh, You're that smooth. Came right here. I, You're didn't, smooth. I didn't think of that beforehand. That's a beautiful segue <laughs> I just thought of. The Elkhart County Miracle. Finally, we got it. We think, right? Yeah. This is, this is real? Yes. Cool. Uh, Craig has been trying for 15, 16 years to get this off the ground. A lot of hurdles, but minor league baseball is coming to Elkhart County. The miracle, they're going to be part of the Northern League. First game is May 31st. That is the Wednesday after Memorial Day. Um, there's no high school softball or baseball that day unless weather postponements. Mm -hmm. So get your butts to <laughs> Northwood High School to watch the corn dogs and the miracle. Yeah. I just love the corn dogs. Absolutely. Um, first off, now that we're here ish, you know, two months away from opening day, yeah. we had the press conference last week to officially announce this. The Northern League commissioner was there. Like, this is this is real. We're really doing this. How does it finally feel to be at this moment? It feels great, Austin. And it has been a labor of love over the last 16 years. 16 years ago, you know, I, I just got thinking, you know, of all the traveling I've done with Notre Dame and with the White Sox back in the day and a few of the other teams that we've covered, seen venues all over the United States. I thought, why can't we do something like this here? You know, and I, I've lived here for 45 years in Elkhart County, and I thought, you know, Elkhart County, honestly, is is just um, perfect. It's a perfect county for a minor league baseball team. And so we started 16 years ago thinking about how that might look. And, uh, you know, we quickly realized that putting a stadium up and getting a team here wasn't quite as easy as well what we it's thought a little, it could be. A little easier in the video game to do that than uh, yeah, real life. Yeah, so. we've, you know, Chuck Swindoll, I think one time said it's always in life in general and in, in our case with the miracle, it's two steps forward, one back. Mm -hmm. You know, two steps forward, one back. And over time, you're making progress and, you know, you look back and think, wow, we've come a long way, but we've taken some steps back too. And, you know, we've had funding that's fallen through. We've had a, a league that we thought we were a part of back in 2014 that never materialized. Uh, one thing after another. But the thing is, you can't let loose of your dreams. You know, dreams are special. You know, they're the window to our future. And uh, we just don't want to ever give up on our dreams. So that's what we've done. And here we are, uh, 2023, ready to go on May 31st. That is pretty crazy. Um, take me through some of that. Let me a little more detail about it feels like 2013 was when it felt like it was really going to go. The stadium was maybe in place or you, you were almost close to getting the stadium kind of built. And then obviously it didn't happen. So it, you maybe peek behind the curtain a little bit about maybe what was going on during that year or so when we were there, but then we weren't there. Yeah. And a lot of our movement forward, Austin, has been through other people that have presented opportunities. And back then it was Danny Evans. Now, Danny was the uh, assistant general manager of the Chicago White Sox, who I got to know quite well back when I was covering the South Bend White Sox back in 1988 uh, into the 90s. 
Uh, we became friends. Danny then went on to become the general manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then he had a little break in his career where he was really out of Major League Baseball. And he was, uh, he, he was recruited by the Northern League back then under different ownership to be their commissioner. And so when he was the commissioner of the Northern League, he thought, hey, let's give Craig a call and see if we can get things going for the Elkhart County Miracle. So that's what we did. We got in touch. He got in touch with me. Danny came here a couple, two, three times. Uh, I showed him the different locations that we were looking at, you know, for building a more permanent home. And we had an opportunity um, on the, uh, it'd be on the south side of Elkhart over in the farmer's market area to... Mm -hmm. To build there, and we even broke ground there. That how embarrassing is that? That's huh? tough. Yeah, That's I mean tough. they make commercials out of fools like me. <laughs> but Come here on, we are. Don't 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 beat you, don't beat yourself up like that. Sorry, yeah, but the words are hard. Um, hey, yeah. but but we were that close. Yeah, and then painfully, the, then the league falls apart, and then Danny's gone, and then our funding go south. And I mean it's just like oh, not another uphill climb, mm -hmm. but. Anyway, we're just patient and waiting for the next opportunity to present itself. We had some really good help from Leroy Troyer and the Troyer Group and Populous in um, Kansas City. They put together a rendering for our future home. It's a beautiful facility with a retractable roof. We want yeah. to be there at some point in time. Um, so guys like that have stretched me to, to really believe that you know someday we're going to have something really, really special. And I believe this year we've got something that's really special. I'm telling you, with the Field of Dreams at Northwood, yeah, um, and how all of that came together is another miracle, if you will. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, you said that last week about um, you were just talking with Roman Smith, yeah. the athletic director at Northwood, and right about man, we would love to be able to host minor league baseball here, and then. You're like, well, lo and behold, <laughs> funny you say that. Like, I've got a team that I'm trying to put together, and here we go. It, so. was a, it was a chance conversation that we had with Roman on the air of a baseball game. And yeah. you know, we were watching the construction going on beyond right field, you know. And Ron Bedward and I, Ronnie B was the one that <laughs> I first shared this dream with 16 years ago. And Ronnie's been there every step of the way uh, and doing a great job putting things together on the marketing side. But yeah, we, we started thinking about the possibilities, and that was like, uh, that would have been May of last year. So mm -hmm. it's been, what, close to a year uh, that we really started thinking seriously about playing this year in Napanee. Yeah. So how does that go from there then? Like, what was that step like? Do you get in contact with the Northern League? Like, what is, how do we get from last May to last Wednesday where we're, or, Tuesday, whatever day, last Tuesday, mm -hmm. where we were sitting there yeah. at a press conference introducing the team. Austin, that's a great question. You must be a sound journalist. I'm okay. Yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> I'm doing, doing all right over here. <laughs> that's a great question. Well, uh, you know, inch by inch, it's a cinch. So we just started <laughs> making... You, you got all the sayings, man. I do, You're, yeah. you're really good at play... You know what? You got a knack for this play-by-play -play thing. You're really good with your words. You should, no. you should explore a career in that. No, you're kind, Austin. Thank you. Um, it's just an old guy that has heard all the sayings, and I just remember a few of them here and yeah, there. But, but seriously, yes. inch, inch anyway, by inch, yes. it's a cinch. And right. so, you know, one little baby step at a time. So I pick up the phone when I knew we had a facility now that we could play in. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got a three-year 
a commitment from Northwood for us to play there until our future home is built and developed. But I called the Northern League, uh, Don Popervac, the commissioner, and said, hey, Don, um, are you looking for a team for 2023? And he said, yes. How about the Elkhart County Miracle? Because he's been following our story for 15 or 16 years. So I didn't have to educate him at all. He was on board from day one. So we got that piece in place. We got a league. We got a place to play. Those are two really big, important pieces. And we've got an 11-man board. So we've got... 11 guys that have been with us for most of the 15 or 16 years that you don't have to start from day one with these guys. You know, you're in the middle of it and you just turn to these guys and say, hey, we're ready now. And so you just kick it into high gear. Mm -hmm. And so guys like Evan Sharpley, um, Evan's our director of player operations. So it's his responsibility to get the roster, the 30 to 35 man roster together and to hire the manager and then the marketing side, Ron Bedward, he's all set to plug in. And then you've got others that are out there like John Baxter, our senior advisor who spent his whole life in minor league baseball. He knows game day like nobody's business, you know. So you just plug into these guys and you quickly make the turn. And that's what we've done. And here we are. Yeah. Evan Sharpley might be a familiar name to some people. He played quarterback at Notre Dame. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of a big deal. Yeah, he's a... <laughs> and a Seattle Mariner uh, draft pick as well. Yeah, he's a great guy, too. Really class individual. We're so thankful to have Evan on our on our team. Yeah, so this new stadium, you were, you were introducing it last week, and if I could be perfectly honest, I was like, they're going to build a 10,000-seat retractable roof stadium in Elkhart County? Like, this doesn't sound... Like, I thought you were ribbing. I thought it was a joke almost, because I think it was like, wait, what? That... How did how did we settle on that? And I think an important question too that maybe people have is how is how would this thing be funded to be built? Because I think new stadium people you think of that and they think taxes being raised and you know you see like the NFL building three billion dollar stadiums and obviously this won't be three billion dollars but you know taxes go up and everything. So why why this stadium and then how does the funding maybe come with that? Mm-hmm. Another great set of questions from Austin Huff. <laughs> I, I, I just got to, you know, I'm just speaking on behalf of the people. Yeah. I saw Facebook comments. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, people do ask, how do you know you're going to do this? Well, I, I just know when you believe something long enough, Austin, yeah. it becomes real. Yeah. Okay. So I have believed this this for so long now and maybe I'm a victim of my own little trap here but <laughs> but I have believed this long enough that I know it's going to happen how it's going to happen I'm not entirely sure mm-hmm. I've got a whole lot more answers now than I did 10 or 15 years ago mm-hmm. now if you talk to anybody in this business of putting together baseball stadiums or for that matter any kind of sporting facility they'll tell you you can't get something like this done on your own. It has to be a public-private partnership. In other words, there's municipal uh, support that needs to be in place. Right. Uh, city, uh, local, government, you know, statewide. So you got to really tap into that. You can't do it on your own. Um, we do have some interested parties that would like to step up if some of these other public-private pieces fall into place. So it's all a matter of timing, and I think it really boils down to, you know, is there an appetite for minor league baseball in Elkhart County? And we seem to think that there is, and we'll find out here real soon whether there is. And if we have a really good year, which I'm 
projecting we will. And uh, if that all flows, I think there's going to be even more interest in doing this on a larger scale. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. I, that's what I was going to ask, like kind of, I guess we'll see, right? If, if, you know, you guys have great crowds this year and the team, even if the team doesn't, isn't good or not, I mean, having a good team will help the cause of course, but, and that's been that falls on Evan Sharpley kind of um, like, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's probably helps to already have the home, there to kind of give you like okay now we know can we draw it's, it's always because you you haven't been able to maybe put that into practice right right You've, it's always been a thought i think we can have a minor league baseball team in elkhart county and you haven't been able to have the stadium to do it to prove it now you have the stadium to kind of prove it and so that's got to be pretty fun i'm guessing yeah yeah <laughs> it's going to be interesting to watch it it surely will be and you know there's a little a little gauge that I use to kind of factor or project how many people are going to come and support you, you know, at the, at the stadium. And I've watched over the years, the really good minor league teams. I mean, the really good ones, you talk about Fort Wayne, South Bend, right. the ones that we know about here. And then nationwide, there's a, a handful of others that really do an exceptional job. And they tend to draw about 1% on any given night of their county or local population. So Elkhart County's 210,000, thereabouts. Um, you know, if we do our job and people find it interesting and fun enough to do and to attend, we're going to have maybe a couple thousand people per night on average. And now, just, to, just to follow up a kind of like, is the Northwood facility able to host that many. I have not been back there yet. Yeah. I do obviously plan on being back there at some point in the spring. But do they yeah. have seat? I'm guessing they have enough seating to accommodate that. Because that was one of my first thoughts too. I was like, does Northwood even have enough seats for two thousand, three thousand? Yeah, you got to come and check out this new yeah, facility, I do. Austin. I do. It, I do. It's groundbreaking phenomenal. ceremony on Thursday, or not ribbon cutting on Thursday for anyone who's interested. Yeah, Northwood High School. No, I I will say that we've got three tickets. We've got the reserve seat ticket. We have the general admission ticket, and we have a children's chick, uh, ticket. Right. So we've got three levels of ticketing. The reserve tickets are right behind home plate and there's 585 seats right behind home plate. Wow. The general admission tickets, we can sell a thousand or 2000 of those, honestly, for any home game. So you can come, are you going to get a seat behind home plate? The answer is no, because we only have a fixed number of seats there. But we encourage people to bring their blankets and lawn chairs, uh, their standing room. Certainly, we'll have some picnic t tables around concessions and things like that. But on any given night, uh, I, I think we could, I'm, I'm quite sure we're going to be able to handle a 1,000 or more with no problem. Yeah. So, I, I do have to go see the new facility. So, it's... Uh Maybe maybe Thursday, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So for sure, got to get to some games out there. Um, just super exciting after, especially for the softball teams. I Northwood softball was playing at the park and field wasn't that great. And Goshen's going through similar issues right now. And they're hopefully they can get their field situation fixed. But like baseball field was fine. It wasn't great, but at least it was on campus. You know. Now the now the both of them spectacular. I just the pictures have been amazing. Yeah, Fairfield they're slightly delayed in being able to play on their new uh, turf field, but those should be ready to go too. Hopefully mid spring, like April. Cool. So a lot of new turf, fun Northridge obviously Northridge. built that thing. Yeah, an amazing facility a couple yep. years ago. Um, still not enough media seating, but that's just another that's an aside, you know. But um, yeah, so 
I, I'm. Do you have a timeline on like when a manager will be hired? How involved are you in that process? I'm guessing you're going to have some input, and then putting a team together. Do you know like we're going to we're going to announce a manager in a roster by this day? Uh, we're working on both of those areas. We've got, uh, let's see, we're shooting for a 30 to 35 man roster. We probably have 20 right now, 20, 25 players that have signed a contract. And Evan just told me this morning, the rest of the way now for the next nine weeks, it's just to focus on pitchers. We have position players. We're just really trying to fill out our pitching staff and pitching is at a premium. Yeah. You, you no know, kidding. <laughs> you can't, you can't get enough pitching you know um but the manager um you know that's been one that we've been working on trying to find the the just the right person you know that can come in here and lead uh, preferably somebody with some minor league experience that could lead this minor league team in its first year because it's it's far different baseball than what you'll find at high school or or collegiately minor league baseball is a grind um, I covering baseball for the White Sox, we had five months where I had three days off the entire season. It's uh, crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And uh, it takes a, a special leader, a manager to to be able to lead these young guys into pacing themselves through the year. Yeah, I noticed when looking at your schedule, most of the games are Tuesday through Sunday, most weeks. Obviously, mm-hmm. a little a couple of caveats. You guys play on Monday, June 12th, and on Monday, June 28th, but... Um, usually you are playing, you know, Tuesday through Sunday. Um, and it ends, regular season ends on Thursday, August 3rd against the Corn Dogs. You start with the Corn Dogs and you end with the Corn Dogs. Um, hey, how about so, that? <laughs> so, um, 12 of the first 15 games at home, too. That was a nice of you. And, and I also noticed you guys are two weeks on the road during the Elkhart County Fair week, which is also probably <laughs> smart for uh, traffic purposes. Well, we honor the Elkhart County 4-H Fair, and we respect the you know, the great success that it's become. And, hey, let's face it, all of our families and friends want to go to the fair. Yeah. No, no one wants to go to a baseball game here in town when the <laughs> fair is open. Yeah. So we asked the commissioner if he could kindly schedule around that, and he did, and I really appreciate that. So we're a little heavy on the front end with a lot of home dates, but that's good, too, because you can come out and... Our season really begins at the very end of May. Come out in June and July and enjoy baseball when it's most fun. You know, the temperatures are great and the lights will be on. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, May 31st is the, I think I said that right. Yeah, May 31st Mm -hmm. is the home opener, season opener, series, the series debut of the Elkhart County Miracle, like your TV show. Um, You play 12 of your first 15 at home. Sunday, July 2nd, you play a doubleheader. Second inning or seven inning doubleheader with the Oilmen. Um, so that'll be fun, family fun. Fourth of July, I'm sure. Fireworks, can we promise fireworks? Can we, can we tentatively, tentatively fireworks? Oh, now you're really putting me in a corner. Fourth of I'm July. Saying. I mean, we're, come we're, on. We're working, on, we're working on not only fireworks, we're working on music, we're working on some really cool first pitch opportunities for people that you'll you'll recognize some of these names and you know i hope i'm not on the list you don't you don't want to see that uh well you know (laughs) i think it'd be great to see you 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 gotta throw the you're throwing out the first pitch no 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 first first pitch no actually you know we're gonna have don presser with us you might might not know that name but i don't think so don presser is in the elkhart county sports hall of fame 
He was one of the first guys ever to play professional baseball out of Elkhart County. He's a Bristol guy. Um, Don was a, an assistant coach at Ball State for a while. He's come back here and lived and had his business. He's retired now. He's 70, 71, uh, somewhere in that range. But he's going to be our honorary field manager for opening week. And we're going to awesome. have Don Presser throughout the first pitch. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm sure people will eat that up. That is so really that is really cool. Some of the old timers will remember that name. He played yeah. in the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, got as high as double A. If it weren't for maybe that injury that he had late in his career, he probably would have been in the big leagues. Yeah. So everything, all this information we've talked about, right, can be found online, elkarcountymiracle.com. Yes. So or if, and if you just go to the Northern League website, I'm sure they'll have info as well there. Um, six teams. Total mm-hmm. in the league, um, pretty much all of Northwest Indiana, some Chicago, uh, Illinois teams, um, and then you guys, you're the farthest east, uh, eastern team in the league. So right, um, right. pretty much all your opponents are in the central time zone other than you guys. So yeah. you guys are cool like that. You're unique. Yeah, but, you know, the you league know. wants to go east, so we're the furthest one east and can't wait for the season to start. Yep, most games start. 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 6, 7, 8 at night, depending on what time. And then Sunday games are usually 2 p.m. Looks like 2 p.m. Eastern for almost all Sunday games, uh, just looking at the quick yeah, schedule. Easy to remember. The week weeknight games are at 7. Saturday games are at 6 p.m. Yep. Sunday games are at 2. Yes, yes. And obviously I'm, I'm thrown off by 8, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern because that's in the central time zone, so 7 o'clock central time zone. Right. Math is hard. Knowledge, you know, remembering those things. Um, well, Craig, uh, sincerely appreciate your time for coming on. Thank you, Austin. This excites me. I, You know what? A, it's summer content, so thank you. I'm uh-huh. always looking for summer content. Sure. Um, not saying we're going to be there for every game, but it's definitely cool to be having something, you know, to follow. And we've got a seat for you. We've got, you know, like after Father's Day weekend, we don't got much going on until the fair. So, you know, and... We'll try to. We'll probably be out there for the season opener. I mean, that's really cool. That'd be um, awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, it's very, it's very fun, and it's very cool that you know now that I've learned more of the context and the history of this kind of journey for you. It's really cool to like see this. Like finally, like we're here, and it got a lot of. I mean, people are interested. In case you're wondering, it was our most read sports story on our website last week. It beat out all of our Northwood content. So, I'm just saying you. The Elkhart County Miracle, if that's if that's any indication of where the interest is at, I mean. Well, that's that's humbling to hear. Um, but, hey, should be no surprise here at the Goshen News. Yeah. Right? I try. So, you know. Thank you. Uh, Craig, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, looking forward to seeing you at some Northwood games and some Miracle games uh, in the coming weeks. We'll be a lot warmer next time we do, although we think the heat might have come on <laughs> during the we feel Maybe where our bodies have gotten yeah. used to the cold. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to walk out the other building and it's going to be a sauna, so uh, who knows. But um, thank you again. Seriously, appreciate it. Um, this has been another great edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week uh, talking about spring sports previews. Like I said, I need a couple of days to really get myself acclimated for what's going on in the spring, but so wrapped up in basketball. Um, so we will recap all of that, or pre- uh, recap, preview all of that, recap the first week, and preview the rest of the spring sports on next week's Goshen News Sports Podcast. So tune in then. <laughs>